So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. This week, we give you the best of the NBA returning to play and setting dates, Drew Brees' uh, conflict against the pretty much black community by his comments, Roger Goodell coming out that they feel that they were on the wrong side of the protest with the NFL players and the Space Jam cast. Whose cast would win versus the other Space Jam 1 versus Space Jam 2? And we'll sprinkle in a little bit of Conor McGregor uh, saying that he's going to retire and Michael Jordan's donation to Injustice. But before I get into it, let me go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex and Mohammed. Go ahead and say something for them. Hey, just want to say what's up to all our listeners. Thank you for listening. And make sure you also subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, including Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yeah, because sports are about to be popping. I'm just going to let you know. And it's pretty much summer. We can go ahead and claim it. It is June. Uh, but today we begin with a lot of news because we did take a week off. And for good reason, uh, due to all of the how the world has pretty much changed since the last time we've aired and George Floyd's death, where everybody was a witness to it. Everybody's speaking kind of, kind of responsible for making sure or furthering the pursuit of not having unequal standards for black people in general. So. We all kind of know. I don't really need to review about what has been happening in the world, but we'll go ahead and go into how the sports are going about to heat up and how that does reflect into even that situation. But we'll begin with the NBA's return and NBA's voting that they will begin the 2020 NBA season in, on July 31st of this year. Now, this will have 22 teams that will go to Orlando, Florida, and all play out of the same uh, arenas. All 22 teams will play two weeks of eight regular season games. And if the, when it comes to the seeding of the playoffs, if the number nine seed is more than four games behind the number eight seed, will make uh, the eight seeds will make the playoff. But if the number nine seed is less than four games back of the number eight seed, there will be a play-in tournament, which is quite different from the normal NBA. And if there is a game seven, it would end around October this year, which is definitely not normal as it com conflicts with the NFL. But do you think the NBA has the right idea behind this new format i think they do have the right idea with this new format mainly because it does include the teams that still have a chance to make the playoffs and most of the teams that are included in this um in this restart they are basically already in the playoffs i think they're only going to play eight games for the most part um to kind of get everybody back in the form as much as they can and they basically wiped away those, oh, most of the, the bad Eastern Conference teams because 
there's not too much competition in the East. Um, and the, the West has always been more competitive. And you just get more teams. It, it's it's just more of a, a well-balanced setup, I think. Yeah, because I'm not sure what they're going to title this year to be. Um, maybe it's the Corona Championship. I don't know. Uh, but this year we'll have a different type of feel to it because we don't even know what we're going to get to see um, in many different ways. Crowds, um, it being like a March Madness along with the NBA uh, championship finals throughout a long while. Even with the um, little bit of a regular season they're going to have with eight games, they're planning on having eight teams play every single night of those uh, those two weeks. So it's going to be packed full of sports, and it's going to be extremely interesting. So I do think the NBA, they definitely have the right idea with this new format, at least for now. Yeah, I, I really think so. And maybe they implement some of this stuff going forward because there's not too many interested teams in the East. Um, maybe they, they should do this type of thing going forward where they completely eliminate those teams at a certain point and only have those that, you know, that play in part where they're mostly having for the West at this point, this can definitely be the future. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to stick fully definitely not the way this really is. Like you're not going to hone all the players into one spot. This is very unique situation. Very, well, yeah, very that's unique what, <laughs> that, that aside, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but I'll go ahead and ask, uh, do you see any person holding out from a return to play, especially amongst the social injustice or even the COVID situation not fully dying down? No, I don't. I mean, it's hard to see anybody really not wanting to play for the most part. Out of the, the bigger stars, I, I really don't see any of them not wanting to play. Now, maybe they, you know, take a stand, and I think the NBA will be fully behind them, but it's not going to be to the point where they don't play. Yeah, I can agree, but uh, I, I'm you probably have just haven't paid attention to it a little bit lately, but there's been some rumors coming out that some players aren't comfortable with this return, um, and it's been eking out a little bit here and there. Patrick Beverly... Uh, to name one person, along with just a few uh, who were just kind of worried about there being a return. Even uh, the Portland Trailblazers was the only team to vote against returning to uh, play this this uh, upcoming uh, new playoffs, the 2020 playoffs for the season. Uh, but they said, I, just from what I've been collecting from a couple different things, because I don't think it's an overwhelming amount, but it is a small amount of people who really are still worried. Uh, but it, they say it's some people on the Lakers and on the Clippers, for the most part. And maybe there's some other people who sprinkle around the nation when it comes to players. Well, I, I guess it's the backup players, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the stars on that team want to win. And it, I mean, no matter what, they want to go back and play. I, I, I definitely do think it's the middle tier players. Uh, it's nobody. I don't think Kawhi is worried about the the return. Maybe the normal worry, but him along with Paul George, I don't think aren't that thinking like that. They want the return, just like uh, 
LeBron wants to return. Even though we haven't gotten any word from Kawhi since the whole Corona things happened, it's already shown you, you probably won't ever hear from him again once he retires. But uh, I, I, I would say the majority of the star players are going to want to play except for Damian Lillard, because he was clearly one of the main people voting against the return. Yeah, I think the main thing about him returning was just not having a chance to make the playoffs. Well, they made it to where they can have a, a chance in the playoffs. Cause well, yeah. He, he, go ahead. Because of that uh, play-in game situation. Uh, so I, I think they think it's a long hope, and they want uh, the NBA wanted them to participate maybe even to just have even numbers, uh, but hey, they just got to suck it up. Um, I don't think Damian Lillard, he, he wasn't about to win a championship this year anyway, so I don't think, actually, I think he's kind of holding out at some point to join LeBron or LeBron to join him. <laughs> I just okay. need to, I, and that's, I know we can go into that, but I'm, I'm just, that's a whole other theory I'll probably express more later on, but if there is a game seven in the NBA finals, uh, the last game of the season will end in October. Do you have a problem with the timing of the ending of the finals in the middle of the football season? Of course, if it returns to play also. I personally don't do not have a problem with it ending at that time, but I mean, it's going to be up in the air whether I mean, on which one I watch. <laughs> um, I mean, you, I, I could watch both, but I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the NFL. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I am going to watch the NBA too, but it's 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 bad timing for them. I mean, uh, so, many, so many people like the NFL. They're ready for it to return. And, and then, not even counting college, um, they are getting back getting ready to return. So the NBA is in a huge amount of trouble. Their ratings could be very low. Uh, well, I can hear you on that. Um, I don't think so, though. I think because of such centered star power and the fact that you would see you have an option of eight different games out of the same area, these same people are going to probably sleep near each other in a way, not in the same room, but uh, near each other, near enough to hang out afterwards. Uh, and it's just, it's just a whole different chemistry to this. It, it's a whole nother kind of uh, thought experiment. It's kind of a big brother situation because I think it's going to get over invasive on uh, the attention that's going to happen to these NBA players. I mean, how does that increase viewership or keep it around the same a reality TV, uh, when you have the the fact there that there is never been, other than the All-Star Weekend, but this is going to be a consistent amount of time where a large amount of star players along with other players are going to get to be around each other. There's many different elements to that. The fact that they can learn each other's games, the fact that they actually hang around each other. The, uh, ones that can, it's so many uh, things around that, and they're not just normal people. This is not even just a normal reality TV show. This is knowing that you're going to have all the biggest stars all in one spot. All cameras are going to be pointed on that place. And I, it's just, I think in general, they're not going to let off. The media has never shown that they have any kind of constraint when it comes to privacy. Well, 
the only way I see it being, I mean, it's definitely going to be popular, but it's just not going to have the viewership. Um, the only way I see it actually having that and being ha- having that big uh, following is if the other sports are just not being played. It's just hard to see. <laughs> I know you want to see that um, inside scoop with all of the players and how they interact, but it's just not going to be good for them. I mean, not not yeah. for viewership. I, I agree. I, well, I think it depends on what we see, what product we get to see when they return on how when you get down to a game seven an NBA finals, whether people actually be turning in or whether they'll just be looking for the results. And I think that is actually partly on whether they have a very big star in the championship. I think it's they almost need LeBron to be in the championship, but kind of not. I'm not quite exactly sure. Um, but I don't think it really matters either way as far as viewership. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I think LeBron is a brand names uh, bring in viewership. It is always uh, um, great to have brand names and greats and possible last times uh, for people to, to have that type of attention uh, directed that way. But uh, last question on this. Do you think the NBA 2K crowd noise is a good substi- substitute for the real fans? No, it's not. Unless they have it so loud where they can't hear each other on the court. Um, 2K is a game that hasn't really changed in I don't know how long. Um, I mean, it's not as bad as Madden as far as not changing the game. I mean, I'm just expressing my frustrations with sports games. But (laughs) 2K, I I think it'll be fine. It's, It's not going to do the same thing as what actual fans would be doing. I agree. And, but this is what they're looking at possibly doing is feeding in or playing uh, 2k crowd noise, which I think would, I I don't know how they're going to connect it, but would react to what they're actually doing on the court. Uh, I would love to see that technology. I'm just a a geek about that type of thing because you're going to have to translate the, computer recognizing what's happening on the court to build real real uh, type of atmosphere uh, that would even get close to it off of a game. Because the game automatically does it because it's within the game. But it's going to be kind of hard when you're having real people do it. Well, I think they should ask the Atlanta Falcons about that because they did get in trouble for pumping in crowd noise. Well, they were layering. (laughs) They were just layering it on top of what was already there. So they can they these will not have fans. And I'm not sure whether they'll allow the other players to sit in uh, the stands. But oh, one thing they have been doing in Japan have been uh, filling the seats with stuffed animals. It actually looked kind of dope. And it, it, it actually kind of filled out the stadium. So uh, you may be able to look it up, just Google it or whatever. But J- Japanese people and when it comes to their baseball league, uh, since they've been returned to play, they've been uh, filling these seats with stuffed animals. Well, I have to ask, whose paycheck is that coming out of, the players or the owners? I don't know. Maybe it's like <laughs> a, a donation type of thing. I don't know. Like, you've got to be recycling these uh, because – Who's coming back to pick up their uh, stuffed animals? It's already a hazard there. I guess <laughs> yeah. they're brand new, like, uh, or there was a sale at Walmart. 
I don't know. I, I want to check them. Were they in the uh, protest or slash riot? <laughs> well, no, no. I, I meant for the NBA. Like, who who is paying for that? <laughs> oh, you're talking about for the stuffed animals? Yeah. You should be the, able to pay for some stuffed animals if you're the NBA. I understand y'all took a to, hit, but they can be stadium? that bad. I know, but I know. It's a lot of seats, but... Mm, I guess that's what, like, $5 a seat. I know we're thinking way too deep into this, but $5 for a a stuffed animal? Yeah, depending if you want to go different ones, you ain't going for the same ones. These things have to be big enough for them to see. Yeah, you're right. So you're probably going with 10, 15. You're just going, you're going with big ones. You're talking about big ones. They have have to be life-size. No, oh, they weren't filling them with life-size ones. You might as well go ahead and get some um, dummies from the uh, like place where they crash cars. <laughs> nah, that'll probably work better. <laughs> or, hey, cadavers. That's just <laughs> nah, that'd just be creepy. But uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, that's creepy. Too far. <laughs> Extremely creepy. But <laughs> we, I know we went there. Uh, well, actually, talking about somebody who went there, we're talking about Drew Brees. Now, after Drew Brees' comments in a recent interview of a lot of a lot of backlash has come his way from his teammates, uh, LeBron, uh, uh, many different people across the country, as many people didn't expect this from Drew Brees, even me. I, you know, I have declared him my favorite quarterback, but he used to be my favorite quarterback. Uh, but we'll talk more into this. But uh, to sum it up, Brees states that uh, the – he would never approve of disrespecting the flag when asked has how he feels about the protest that may potentially happen when the NFL season starts back up. Even his wife has said after uh, a couple of days of this uh, being um, him being a target for um, a lot of insult, uh, his, even his wife has said that they have received death threats since his comments but well-deserved, which, I, of course, is supposed to turn around uh, the tables for how you view him in the situation. But is there any way or anything that Drew Brees can do to regain his honor? <laughs> regain his honor. That sounds like a character out of a movie. But... Well, isn't that what he lost? <laughs> it, it, he didn't lose any games. He didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't lose that. Like he didn't do really anything. He just spoke. So he lost his honor. That was honor. Nobody, yes. will, not a lot of people are going to respect his words due to those words. It's a bad mark on his reputation because nobody ever thought of him as a bad guy, but this puts a huge stain on his, on his uh, career. But what it's going to have to take is him putting his, money where his mouth is, um, also time, and showing more compassion. I mean, he's already gone that apology tour. Some people are going to accept it. Some people are, are not. But um, he's just well, going to have to put his money where his mouth is and get out there more, and, and walk and protest. Well, I have more to add uh, because I'm not sure whether you watched um, uh, Undisputed, but uh, he had a talk with Shannon Sharp. You know Sean, Shannon Sharp dug into him yeah i saw uh, it throughout like the past couple days since it happened i think it may have happened wednesday and or maybe tuesday but it was like three straight days there where 
Channing Sharp was digging him, and Skip just helped him to, uh, along with it, uh, which I'm not. I'm fine with it. He deserved it. Uh, but he said he had a talk with him over the weekend, and he said, kind of to sum it up, he kind of uh, told him he deserved it, but he's going to have to uh, back it up with his act. I'm talking about Shannon Sharp to Drew Brees, saying that he's, he's going to have to back it up with his actions. He's going to have to be a leader in this now. Uh, he was actually already calling for him to be a leader in this. Um, and generally, he's saying that he will give him a chance to recover uh, due to his he's still under review for whether we're going to destroy his character in a way. And I think maybe that reaching out to the right person on the right network might have saved some of his reputation because I'm actually open enough for him to mess it up or, and it's like he's at a, he's not at a, he's at a negative point and he might back get, might be able to get back to even with me if he does the right things in the next couple of years. Well, for the most part, I, I didn't think that he was at a point of no return. I, I think that Drew Brees is a really good stand-up guy. He was just ignorant to the, the challenges that the black community faces. And he mm. just, he, he, I mean, he, he never went and looked into it. The problem he, he was is ignorant. He perpetrated. The problem is he perpetrated. He perpetrated <laughs> hard. He perpetrated extremely hard, and I'm going to tell you how. The day before he said those comments, he posted a blackout page like everybody else did uh, in support of in, uh, social injustice. And as soon as he was, he actually had, if you look at the rest of the interview, he, in the beginning, he had the right answer. Then when he was asked about uh, the potential of there being protests in, with the league, he went straight to disrespecting the flag. And he went straight to his uh, his grandparents and his grandfather and his father uh fought in the World War II, and uh, what I do is I, I tear up when I see the flag and all this other stuff, which is the whole problem in the whole thing, that you never got it. You never got the fact that even simple fact that it was never about that, plus you out here perpetrating. You, you, you acting like you actually understood, and we actually believed you. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's uh, ignorance, and I mean, it's hard to say if he's still learned everything um, because he spent most of his time apologizing, but he has a lot of work to do. Yeah, but I think he can recover. I, I don't, actually I don't think he has as much work as we think because black people are actually going to embrace him once he actually start backing it up. Like he gotta, like he he gotta be pro pro black. Like he gotta be on some other stuff. Like he literally, if he, because I think he had, would have a problem with not being liked, and especially, I think it put an extreme stain on everything about his life. He can, he wouldn't be able to reside in the area he wants to because New Orleans is a very black town, and then you throw in the rest of the country. It, he is from Texas, but it, it, it's it's it, uh, it's it would be hard if he does not go about the right steps going forward. But where does Drew Brees' legacy land now, and is it fair? Well, I think that his legacy is just a little bit stained 
as far as just looking at him as just a quarterback because of this controversy. But, um, I mean, mainly as a good guy that everybody can get behind and rally around and look up to. But as far as just looking at him as a quarterback, um, he's still one of the greatest quarterbacks ever and will go down as that in the history books. But, I mean, he has never been thought of as the best and nobody is going to put him as the best. I agree. Uh, definitely agree. There's way it's way past that point, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it just is. It just is. You can't. You don't. It just. He's too late in the race on that one. Uh, so his legacy. It really depends. It depends on what happens this upcoming year. It depends on how he connects with his players. It depends on whether he's saying a whole lot of lip service or whether he's about to back it up and whether he's really going to get it. Because it is it's always going to be kind of a toss-up about whether he's just apologizing to be liked or whether he's actually getting it this time around. But I guess I think a lot of people will be more willing to give him that chance. But there is a, a section of people who won't give him that, that chance at all. Yeah, but I think he's going to have to do more stuff off the field than on the field. Oh, yeah. He he wanna, he actually doesn't have to do anything else on the field. And nothing on the field is going to make him, even if he won the Super Bowl, it's not going to uh, make it better. No, not at all. He, he's going to have to get out into the community even more. And I think he was before, but he's going to have to be the face of it. Yes. So how do you see Drew Brees season going even on this apology tour i think he's going to be very hell-bent on just being there for every single player in the locker room um, because he's just a guy that just wants to be liked he has always been well liked and other guys have always looked up towards him and he's just gonna be that student and try to learn from them at least that's what i think but um he's He's just going to have to get his guys to rally around him so they can be even closer than before. I hear you, but it's not going to take him. He's going to have to <laughs> enlist black people. Like He's going to enlist like people who other people respect uh, to give him a try because it's not going to happen. Like, And I think some people are just not going to be willing to, to listen to it because realistically, it seemed like he spoke his heart. But we are uh, mm, forgiving people, forgiving people. But I'll move it along and with the NFL and a surprise announcement from Roger Goodell. The NFL commissioner put a video protest slash riot slash death of George Floyd. So going on to say Quote, the league was wrong in not listening to the players early and encouraging peaceful protests. So protests for treating black lives equally has resulted in protests in over 50 states for this past couple weeks. And this was and pretty much forecasted by Colin Kaepernick kneeling in protests in the NFL that got uh relabeled as disrespecting the veterans and flag of the United States. But 
in the ash and shadow of the recent riots, do you feel the NFL really gets it, or is it more a front to follow what's popular? I think it's more of a front to follow what's popular. Um, They weren't one of the first ones to come out with a response. They waited many days, many hours to come up with a response. And I think there were some uh, people behind closed doors who really got the bigger leaders to go out there and make a message. Um, It's really just what the NFL has been for many years, always too little, too late to what is the right thing. And they're, they're just trying to make up for lost time. I can, I can agree. I definitely agree because they don't, they never saw it. They never saw it before. It is only due to the outrage by large public and white public. It it just is what it is. They're only doing what's popular because when it was unpopular, they ran away from it and they pretty much put many obstacles in the way of it just to snuff it out. Even though it wasn't about the things they were in general making it about, whether it be the crowd, media or owners. Yeah, um, it was Roger Goodell just issuing a little apology that never he never said Colin Kaepernick's name. Um, I think that's legal issues, though. Okay, yeah, it might be for legal reasons. That's what I was about to say, but. I'm still not sure about that because of the history with the NFL. So you you just don't know who to trust. True. Very, very true. So has Kaepernick been vindicated at this? And do you think Cap should take a job in the NFL if a team finally wants to sign him? I think he's vindicated in standing up or actually kneeling for during the anthem for that. Um, but when it came to his tryout, uh, that's still up in the air, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> because I, I don't know what that was, but yeah, uh, sure. I, I, I think that at this point, no, he, he's not going to try to sign on a team. I mean, he, I, I think a part of him does want that, but not completely because he's taking this, this stand and he wants to be a martyr and stand up for the rights of disenfranchised people. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 expect, uh, I respect him for being above the wave. Because, I, I, not to get too far off subject, but I heard, uh, I think it was Stephen A. and a few other people debating that Colin Kaepernick is in the greatest ever of uh, protesting uh, athletes. And I was like, uh, definitely not. Because any one of the of the old greats like Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, uh, Walt, um, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, uh, people like that, even LeBron, uh, they they didn't uh, they had championships. He doesn't have any championships. And best, he had three great years. So I, I can't put him in that field. He was he was at above average for a small amount of while, uh, but. Uh, I, I to kind of bring it back in, he is vindicated, not that they're downing him too much, but he is vindicated and he has made history. He will make history for the outside parts. That's one reason definitely why I don't think he signs with any team who try to give out an offer. It kind of feels like a slave contract at, at this point. And 
relationships can't be mended. Yeah, I agree. And they already did have a settlement where he got money. Yeah. I'm not sure how much that was, but I um, think it was around he, the 70 million to 80 million range. Okay. Well, I mean, he's got his money. He can It's like why why do it? <laughs> like why? Like why would why would I do this? Especially if it, I might not be that good anymore. Like come on. Uh age does creep on ev- up on everyone. But uh, how do you think this new uh, pro-black NFL will look on the field and in the front office? That is a very hard question. Um, okay, I'm going to hope that we see uh, a black owner. Um, I mean, I'm not sure where that, where, where uh, that team that, that would be. That's going to be some years. I'm talking about like yeah. this year. I'm uh, talking about this like year. this year. <laughs> like, this I'm year. Like, I, I don't like that long hope idea. <laughs> Uh, give me the immediate because in the in general the world is about on some immediate type of stuff okay so that's why i'm saying so pro-black it's it's overwhelming it is the thing right now i think that you will see more of uh the talks with the players um having different groups uh like malcolm jenkins i think the nfl had already talked about um them doing this but I'm not sure exactly what talks they had, where they were um, trying to make a change. I'm not sure where those talks went, but um, hopefully we see more of just we can visually see the change. The NFL saying, "Okay, we're going to give money to uh, disenfranchised people, disenfranchised uh, neighborhoods, getting out in the community, um, hosting events. Uh, just getting out into all of the black communities, just giving back. I thought that was what they were doing already. I thought that was what Play 60 was. <laughs> I, it didn't. Didn't you think that was what was uh, Play 60 was about, or is it about just rewarding good kids? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't really pay attention to it. <laughs> and I'm not even saying like good kids, like those kids in other neighborhoods are bad. But I'm just saying like people who just oh got all A's or um invented something in the science fair type of thing because that's what they're trying to make me kind of feel like other than them building playgrounds because i know there's a a play 60 little playground near me uh, personally and that's nice and fun and all but what 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 were they doing in the community i thought they were in the community i I mean i don't know what they're doing but (laughs) like who else would you be trying to help out um, I mean, you. I meant like you actually hosting these events where you True, but get that's inside what, of their community, like actually true, on the streets. I felt that's the things they were doing anyway. Like once in a while, they was coming there. Oh, you know, we're gonna give you books. Uh, we're going to the elementaries, uh, or we going uh, to this area. We're gonna clean up this area and make it a park. So that now even it's used to be a bad park, and now it's a good park. Like I thought that's the type of stuff they were doing, but. That's naive me. Um, now, to answer the question, what would this NFL look like, this pro-black NFL look like? I think it's going to it is going to translate. Um, obviously, the sidelines are already black other than the coaching area, which I think now due to the unity of black people specifically and due, due to this being a heavily dominant black person uh, league, I think in general, there will be more unity between those black players to vote in what type of coaches they want. 
and who people they want to connect with. That's where it's going to translate when it comes to the coaching position. And when it comes to the front office, I think that's just going to it's going to be what it's going to be. Owners are the owners. It's almost no reason why a lot of them are being switched out. I can I can see what you're talking about. I think that the Browns, they hired a very young black man as a GM. And maybe we see more of that. I mean, you're not going to see it exactly this year because they've already done all the hiring at this point. But um, maybe going into next offseason, we see more black hirings in the front office. Maybe not as exactly as coaches at first, but maybe, you know, GM or high executive positions. Yeah. Yeah, but let's move it along. Um, And we're going to go into the Space Jam, Space Jam 2 crew versus Space Jam 1 crew. So with Space Jam being due to be released this year, which cast would win a seven-game series? And I'll go ahead and give you the cast. Space Jam 2 cast has Michael Jordan, who would be against Kyrie Irving, Larry Bird, who would be against, against Clay Thompson, Charles Barkley, who would be against LeBron, Patrick Ewing, who would be against Anthony Davis, and Muggsy Bowe, who would be against Damian Lillard. Who do you have in the seven-game series? Um, just on the fact that I didn't see those guys in their prime, I'm going to go with the new squad, the new Toon squad with LeBron James. Um, I just think that they're very versatile. They have a different type of game. And it also depends on, you know, who's in the game. Are you going to allow those monsters to start budging them more than you would these days? Um, but I, I think that the LeBron James-led Toon squad would win. Hmm. I I was definitely leaning that way, but as I look at it, I, I might need to go with the original squad. Um, because if I'm looking at Patrick Ewing versus Anthony Davis, I think Patrick Ewing would kind of get Anthony Davis a few times. Anthony Davis is gonna get his buckets, but Patrick Ewing might have put a f- few old school moves on him. Muggsy Bogue and Damian Lillard would have just been going shot for shot. Uh, now. The big trouble is going to come somewhere around Michael Jordan and Kyrie Irving. I think the size of Michael Jordan is going to outdo Kyrie. And then you have Clay versus Larry Bird. I think Larry Bird, once again, size and old school type of play is going to outdo Clay. And now LeBron is going to overdo Charles Barkley, but Charles Barkley is going to at least get a couple. Uh, he's going to probably get those type of Draymond Green type of plays. Um, I mean, it's just hard to compare these these players, especially from player to player. I mean, if you look at it, I guess the the older players, as far as their stature stature and where they are in the Hall of Fame, they would be looked at as the winners. But it's it's, it's very hard to compare these players. Yeah. I, I, I at least made the comparison because, hey, what if they do put that in? That would actually probably be a good climax to the um, to the Space Jam movie, a versus uh, situation. But um, we move it along to Conor McGregor. Now, Conor McGregor has announced that via Twitter that he will be retiring from fighting. 
So if this is really the end, how do you view McGregor's career? I view Conor McGregor as a very good fighter that was a troll and he got his money and left. Once he got his big boxing money, um, he didn't want to fight any more uh, of the lower fights with the UFC, which don't make him as much money. So, um, I mean, I, I saw that he was just frustrated with the back and forth on whether, well, what date they were going to fight again. Um, and that's why he decided to retire uh, along with uh, an accumulation of things. But I think he's a good fighter, but he just got his money and left. I agreed. I didn't think he would fight again after the whole um, uh, Mayweather fight because he 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 banked out like by even by losing he banked out very a lot of money like more than he would get out in the UFC. Now he definitely wanted to continue it because the hype around him and returning back to the UFC would get him more money, uh, and he tried to go that route. He also wilded out. And other ways by throwing uh, a dolly at uh, um, a bus and breaking the window, a few different things. But I would say the way I view his career, he was good in UFC for a while. Um, and then after that, in a way, he became a joke. In a way, he just kind of he became a gimmick. But that is the whole game of getting money in the boxing slash UFC league. Yeah, you have to create some type of storyline so people can get hyped to pay that much money for your fight, even if you do end up being the loser. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of people watch that fight, even though realistically it was not a smart, licensed fight. He was a UFC fighter who's used to fighting with his feet and things like that and going to the ground. And Mayweather is a certified boxer. Yeah, I agree. And he he just was out of his realm. Yeah, agreed. So who, what do you think did motivate him to retire? Already cashing in his check from previous fights. <laughs> and he just did not want to go back to fighting smaller fights or fights in the UFC that didn't pay him as much as what he cashed out on earlier. Yeah, I think he didn't want to take any more hits to his uh, quote unquote legacy. He he can cash out, live on his legacy, get endorsements, his name alone, get some what he he doesn't need to put his body in danger for. Um, I kind of don't think this is fully real in general. I think he likes to fight. So uh, I don't think it's fully real. I think it's to build hype. He, he's just taking a whole lot of uh, plays out of the Mayweather playbook. Yeah, he's uh, I, I think he's just a troll and he, he's working he, the media. Yeah, yeah, he's working the media. And I saw that this is not his first time saying that. So he could be easily getting back into fighting within six months. Yeah, it, you can always not retire. It's, it's easy. Ask Michael Jordan. He did it twice. Um, but um, we have actual Michael Jordan. And something positive he actually really did, because um, uh, it actually makes you question some things, too. But Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan brand pledged $100 million over the next 10 years to 
uh, be dedicated to ensuring racial equality. And recently, the Hornets, the team that Michael Jordan used to have majority ownership over, so I'm, this may be relevant to them or not, uh, but has this continued relationship with a sponsor due to racial tweets in the past? So do you think that Michael Jordan has woken up about not being political or is this more of a in the moment commitment? I think that Michael Jordan has um, kind of always had these thoughts. Uh, he just never wanted to speak up for it. Um, he, he's, he's definitely felt racism before while he was growing up. I even saw that there was a quote where he was saying back in the day that he had hated white people at one point, but I mean, he clearly doesn't anymore. But uh, <laughs> I, I, he said Republicans buy shoes too. <laughs> no, I'm saying because of who he's dating. But oh um, yeah, definitely. But, uh, <laughs> but I was talking about his political view about staying out of uh, out of any any issue at all, yeah. racial or otherwise. Um, yeah, but, but I, I think that he he. He has always kind of felt this way, but just never wanted to speak up. But now that he sees everybody else speaking up, he felt like he needed to. Uh, I think he's just like the NFL. I think he's I don't think he's exactly like the NFL because he is black. But he's not too far off uh, from the NFL where it's the popular thing. And when it was unpopular, he's not going to do it. When it's popular, you know what? It's okay. I can do it, whether I agree with it or not. And but I do think he agrees with it because, in general, of course, he's black. <laughs> oh yeah, he has no choice but to agree. Or yeah, yeah, like come crucify on. him. Exactly. Like, come on. It's just like saying, do you not want your sons to live? Do you not want yourself to live? So it's 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 kind of like he's already in the race, but he's even in those situations have stayed out of those situations for a long period of time. It took the whole world to agree for him to step in. Well, I I do kind of agree with what you're saying, but I still feel like he definitely did feel this way before. He just never wanted to speak up. Okay, I I can respect that. I I think that probably is definitely true. Uh, but and he 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 probably had more perception on the situation versus somebody like Tiger Woods. We're not going to get into his response and how PC that was and how horrible it looked. Uh, but um, his disconnect from being black. But uh, I think Michael Jordan in general have been treated special, but he also knew when he wasn't treated special. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. So uh, is it fair to ask all owners and teams to show support for the social injustice, uh, even if that's not how they feel things should be? Um, yeah, it, it is fair because you have to be you, you have to do what's right. Um, if you're not with it, you're against it. And as we've seen with uh, a lot of people coming out with past tweets or text messages, they are against it and they're being canceled and um, removed from their jobs. Not because of just that one thing, but it's been a pattern of behavior. It's because of the whole NFL. I, I need to name it for somebody specifically. It may, it may be like just a white person uh, movement, but 
once it became extremely popular, everybody feels that now they can do it, which I guess is a good thing because it does need this type of attention. But I keep saying it's a lot of these people have not chosen to take part until it was popular enough to take part. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, people Especially do like to follow trends, but mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I do like what they're doing now. I mean, I'm not going to be against yeah. them speaking up. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and I don't even care if they don't uh, agree. Yeah, definitely. Back up your, your players because I, I don't care if a sport other than maybe what I don't even think polo even doesn't have black people in it. Um, I, I can't give you a sport that probably does not have a black person in it on at least one team. So they have a responsibility to the person they're using for entertainment, uh, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I guess they also have their right. I actually think they have their right to say that they don't want to take part. But I also think they have the right for other people not to fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree with that. They do have the right to say nothing, but the best thing to do is to say something. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But, you know, I think right now a lot of people are on some put your money where your mouth is because we don't want to be five months from now, y'all. Because uh, I think it is literally put a whole lot of ownership on people they're to be responsible to continue it not just the black community but the people who are supporting now so if you're if it's popular now and you're supporting it now you better support it later or you better get crucified for it yeah um i I definitely want this to continue um people speaking out this is where we this can be a history defining moment to the point where we don't see any type of killings like this in the future yeah, because it was definitely sad, and it's it is about as to end it out here. I'll I'll just say that it's not that just Black Lives Matter, all people's lives matter uh, also. But in this case, a lot of people don't always consider Black Lives to matter. So we'll end it there. And this has been so you think you know sports. We'll be a little less political going forward, but. Uh, a whole lot more focus on sports. But, uh, like always, this is the question part. When Muhammad comes up with the questions, I try to answer them. They're all multiple choice, and yeah, might as well try to guess along. Go ahead with the first question, Muhammad. Number one, who had a better record as an NFL coach, Steve Spurrier or Nick Saban? Oh, two? Okay, multiple, okay. I thought it would be three people. But, um, nope, 50-50. Okay, you said who again? Nick Saban or Steve Spurrier. Oh, Steve Spurrier was balling for a minute. Hmm. I think he retired the most winningest coach. No, no, this is in the NFL as a professional coach. Oh, professional coach. Oh, okay. In the NFL. Okay. Steve Spurrier and who again? <laughs> Nick, Nick Saban. Saban. I thought it was Nick Saban. I just had to make sure. Um, I think it's Steve Spurrier. Final answer? Yeah. It's wrong. Oh, what? It's, it's Nick Saban? I thought he sucked yep. in the NFL. He did. 
Steve Spurrier was just worse. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, Nick Saban was 15 and 7, and Steve Spurrier was 12 and 20. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's <laughs> not great ratios there. But uh, yeah, go ahead with the next question, Mohammed. Which of the following NFL players has never rushed for 2,000 yards in a single season? A. Chris Johnson, B. Adrian Peterson, or C. Emmett Smith? And has not ran for 1,000? 2,000, never, oh, in a single God. season. Give me those options again. A is Chris Johnson, B is Adrian Peterson, and C is Emmett Smith. Mm. I definitely think Chris Johnson has. Adrian Peterson, I think he has also. So I think it's Emmett Smith. I'm going to go ahead and follow answer uh, Emmett Smith. That is correct. Um, the only notable thing Chris Johnson is for is CJ2K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Adrian Peterson, he also did it too. That's when he, he won his MVP. Yeah, uh, I thought so. Emmett's never been known for a distance uh, running back. All right, so number three. Which of the following UFC women's fighters were Ronda Rousey's last opponent? A, Amanda Nunes, B, Holly Holm, or C, Sarah McMahon? I know Nunes whooped her. Hey. So I don't think she was the last one because I think she eventually got back into the ring. So it's not going to be Nunez. Go ahead and give me the uh, question and answer again. Which of the following UFC women's fighters were Ronda Rousey's last opponent? A. Amanda Nunez, B. Holly Holm, or C. Sarah McMahon? Man, I do not know who the Sarah McMahon is. And that's uh, putting a little gap into whether uh, my judgment on this, but I'm not. I'm gonna just discount her and say that it is uh, Holly Holm. Final answer. That's wrong. Uh, it, it's Amanda Nunes. Ah, uh, what? It was like she was the last one. I thought she got beat up before that. Oh, she got beat up by somebody else before that. She got beat up by Holly Holm. That that was the first person who beat her, and then uh, it was Amanda Nunes. I'm mixing them around. <laughs> beat down is a beat down. Move on to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> or, or movies yeah yeah you know <laughs> but this has been so you think you know sports see you next week